What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Rise Kill Me podcast. My name is Tyler Pruitt, and I am the host of the show, and I just want to thank you guys for checking us out today. If you are a first-time listener, then thank you for taking a chance and listening to the show today. I hope you enjoy what you hear. I think you're going to enjoy what you hear. I, I say that just about every time, and I hope I've been right so far, and I, I hope you come back for more. If you are a returning listener, then thank you for continuing your support of the show, of the Rise Kill Eat podcast. It really goes a long way whenever... I have returning listeners and especially people who are giving us feedback and giving us some tips and suggestions on where you want to see this show go. So the Rise Kill League podcast is a show for people that are in pursuit of God, freedom, and the great outdoors. It's a show that's really targeted towards hunting, but it's more specifically going to be targeted around a lot of things outside of the hunting community that people in the hunting community seem to value And it's a show all about bringing people within the hunting community together and talking about a variety of different topics. We've talked about things from roasting coffee to women in the outdoors. We've talked about becoming an author. Uh, We've talked about all kinds of different topics. Talked about, of course, our relationships with God. And it's been an incredible experience just being able to connect with so many people that share such different backgrounds, but we all can meet together on this one specific topic, which is of course hunting. And it's been it's been a really great experience for me as a host of the show, being able to, to talk with all these people and to get their sides of the story and to really see what what hunting means to them. At the end of each of my shows, at the end of each of my episodes, I always ask my guests, you know, what does hunting mean to you? And that's something that I've been really blown away with the types of responses that I've gotten from people. It's been really eye-opening for me being able to talk to these people and see how their experiences in their life and to see how everything has kind of come together for them as hunters. And to hear their responses to that question has been something that has been really really interesting for me to see. And I've learned a lot as a result of those types of conversations and listening to those responses of that question. That's really what I wanted to focus this episode on today. This is a solo episode. So it's just going to be me just kind of sharing some thoughts on, on what hunting means to me. You probably saw that the episode of this is called, what does hunting mean to you? And that is of course, based on this question that I always ask my guests and I actually had a episode already planned out and already recorded prior to this one. And um, as you notice, we're actually a little bit later into the week on our release date of this episode, because typically I'm around Mondays or Tuesdays whenever I like to release new episodes. But this one's a little bit later in the week. And um, that's because my initial episode that I had recorded, I, I recorded it. And after I had gone through and listened to it some, it just wasn't wasn't quite up to the the level of quality that I want I want to put out for you guys to listen to. So this episode is a little bit later into the week. It's going to be released a little bit later into the week, but hopefully it's going to be much easier to listen to. It's going to be something that I think you guys are really going to appreciate because I mean I'm, I'm I typically will put an outline together of what I want to talk about, but because my my last episode, the one that I'm not going to release, just sounded so scripted that I just I, di- I didn't want to put something out there that didn't seem genuine. So today I'm going with no script, and um, 
I've decided to just simply ask myself this question of what does hunting mean to me? Now, this is something that I've kind of wrestled with ever since I have started the Rice Kit League podcast. This is something I've uh, really tried to figure out a good quality answer for me. So if I, if, if I were to put myself into the shoes of my guest and somebody asked me, you know, what does hunting mean to me? What kind of response would I give? And I've, I've gone back and forth on several different things, but I think I've really narrowed it down to maybe a handful of words that I think will describe what hunting means to me. But before I get into those, I want to make sure that you guys have had a chance to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And we're also going to be on YouTube right now. We're in the, I'm in the process of getting some of our previous episodes uploaded onto YouTube. That's been a request that I've gotten from some people who don't necessarily have ways of listening to podcasts, you know, on their phone or on their computers, or they're not, not simply familiar with it, but they're interested in listening to the show. So I'm in the process of getting a lot of those previous episodes uploaded to YouTube. That way they're able to listen to them there and it makes it easy to share too, because all you have to do is share this video file, share this, this link to a YouTube video. And most people nowadays are going to be at least familiar with YouTube. So if people are wanting to listen to the Rise Elite podcast, then they can also do it on YouTube. So that's again, that's Facebook, Instagram, and now on YouTube. Um, at Facebook, it's going to be facebook.com slash RKE Afield. So that's RKE as in Rise Kill Eat. And then on Instagram, it's also going to be at RKE Afield. So that's the letter R K E Afield. That's Rise Kill Eat at RKE Afield. And that's on Instagram. Now, you can also find us, like I said, on YouTube. That's going to be under the same name, RKE Afield. So be sure to do that. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to like us. Be sure to follow us. And that way you don't miss out on any of our future posts. Uh, I try to post at least on, on Instagram at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. And um, you're going to see some of my original content. And you're also going to see some things from some people that I like to follow, people that we, we like to, we definitely can get behind and agree with their message and agree with uh, the way they see hunting and the way they value hunting. And we like to share a lot of the things that are going on with those people that are within the hunting community. So make sure that you check us out on social media. Be sure, of course, to subscribe to the show on iTunes and wherever you're listening to your podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show. That way you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. I've got some really good ones. I've been working hard this past couple of weeks trying to get some planned out for the months of September and October. And I'm really happy with the guests that I've got coming up soon. I think you guys are really going to appreciate some of the guests I've got coming up. It's going to be so I'm, I'm very excited with what September and October are going to bring and make sure that you subscribe. That way you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. So with the announcements out of the way, let's go ahead and get back to what hunting means to me. So like I said, I've kind of narrowed it down to, I think, a handful of, of things, a handful of words that can help me describe what hunting means to me. Um, the first one that whenever I first started asking guests, you know, what does hunting mean to you? The first thing that came to mind was freedom. So this is something that a couple of my guests, uh, I think Jeremiah Dowdy, he mentioned it. Um, Jack Carr also mentioned it. But just this idea of freedom around hunting. This can this can be in multiple forms. So freedom can come in multiple forms through the act of hunting. Of course, when we are out in the wilderness, there's 
very few things that are holding us back in that moment. Typically, it's going to be ourselves, our own knowledge, our own physical capabilities, our own mental and emotional capabilities that are going to hold us back. And there's just a, an exhilarating sense of freedom that comes from being out into in the wilderness and being able to experience just true wild and just being able to experience nature in its most raw form. I mean, you're literally out in the woods pursuing an animal that lives and breathes this environment and you're going into this animal's house, quote unquote, its house and you're hunting it. I mean, there's, it's so raw and it's so natural and it's so, and so free. I mean, it's, it's just really the best way of describing it. And it's, um, it's hard to find parallels for that type of freedom. And it's something that we as hunters are able to experience because of our act of hunting. And so I think freedom in the act of hunting is definitely something that is meaningful for me as a hunter. And also just freedom in knowing where my food is coming from. Just had a great dove hunt this past weekend. Was finishing up some packaging and that kind of thing of of some of the dove breast and some of the dove meat and that kind of thing. And just knowing that just the day before, like this, these birds were were living. They were flying around in the sky. And I mean that that just the amount of freedom that comes from knowing how fresh your food is and the fact that knowing where your food came from. I mean, whenever you buy food at the grocery store, I mean, I. Of course, everybody does it. I mean, it just, it's a matter of convenience now in Western culture. It's just, it's just what you do for certain things. And there's a certain sense of trust that you have to have in these handlers, people that are handling this food. And we've become so disconnected with where our food is coming from that whenever we I can actually see the source of it, whenever we can actually see where this this substance where this food is coming i mean there's it, again there's just, it's just hard to describe the amount of freedom that we're actually able to experience as a result of that so just freedom in knowing where the food comes from and how it was sourced and freedom in knowing who handled it and you know when was it killed and how was it handled to get there i mean it's just the just the simple fact of knowing where your food has originated is is of course um something that I can definitely appreciate as a hunter and it's just a certain freedom that I can find in that. Something else that really hit home whenever I was kind of going through and kind of thinking about what hunting means to me was this sense of tradition. There are so many family and friend, there's so many family and friendship traditions associated with different forms of hunting that it's simply just impossible to ignore. Anybody who has hunted for any period of time and you've hunted with people and you've developed relationships with people who also enjoy hunting, there's always going to be some form of tradition that, that occurs. You know, it may be Labor Day weekend going out and doing a dove hunt. It may be, you know, Thanksgiving Day going out that morning and doing a deer hunt or doing a duck hunt. It may be, you know, open day of rifle season. I mean, that's almost like a, a holiday from the community that, that, around hunting. I mean, opening day of modern rifle for deer season is just absolutely crazy. I mean, it almost feels like Christmas. So, I mean, there's always these traditions that are going to take place around the idea of hunting or around that. There's always these traditions that are going to take place around the act of hunting. And it may not necessarily be a date. It may be 
your grandfather taking you out on a squirrel hunt. It may be your dad taking you out on a turkey hunt. It may be, you know, your uncle taking you out on a deer hunt. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of traditions that are associated with the act of hunting. And like I said, it's, it's impossible to ignore all the traditions that, that come from hunting. And of course, that's something that, that is definitely meaningful for me as a hunter, because me personally, I mean, Labor Day weekend, especially the past few years have always been around dove hunting finding good sunflower fields or finding good corn fields that are going to be cut soon and in in the month of august and driving around knocking on doors asking for permission you know leading up to opening weekend and then i mean opening opening day comes and you have that first morning flight and guns are blazing your shoulder sore at the end of the day it's just there's nothing nothing else like it and it's really it's really hard to describe for people who haven't experienced something like that, but just the idea of tradition is absolutely critical and it's absolutely something that as a hunter, I can definitely appreciate and it's something that is meaningful for me as a hunter. I mean, that kind of, that kind of bleeds into something else that I formulated in my head as I was asking myself this question of what does hunting mean to me? And that was the idea of friendship. One of my best friends that I've done a lot of hunting with the past few years. Um, a lot of our times that we hang out together, I mean, I'd say probably about 90% of the time we're out hunting something and we've kind of developed a relationship of being able to, you know, read each other's body language and he's hunted a lot longer than I have. So he's got a lot more experience than me. So I've learned so much just from watching him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to have him on the show. So if he's listening to this, we got to get this set up, but, <laughs> but, I've learned so much just from being able to to hunt with him and developing a, a friendship with him and being able to and kind of get into his head as far as 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 far as a hunting goes and I mean this is something that is certainly true for so many other people I mean they've developed friendships they've developed friendships from hunting specifically people that maybe visiting in town and you get connected on social media and you go out and hunt together and maybe um you know friends of family who are interested in going out on their first duck hunt and you invite them over i mean it may be somebody's brother who has never been deer hunting before and he's always wanted to go and you end up developing their relationships with people through the act of hunting and that's something that again as as a hunter i can definitely find meaning in it's something that is is very important for for hunters because you have to have a sense of community i mean no matter what we do whether it's hunting whether it's whatever it may be we have to have community built around it there has to be people that are interested in protecting it and interested in pursuing it in order to maintain the life of that activity and of course having good friends that are like-minded and appreciate the things that you appreciate in their um their willing to show you new things whenever you don't necessarily know them or vice versa. You're willing to show them new things whenever they need help or they're, they're struggling with something. Then, I mean, those types of things can go a long way for sustaining hunting and sustaining relationships and friendships altogether. So of course, friendship is something else that is going to be meaningful for me as a hunter going forward. I think, um, just the idea of the challenge that hunting brings. I mean, that's something that I have grown emotionally. I have grown 
I have matured spiritually. I have grown so much just from the year after year pursuit of animals, just because there are very few things that are going to test your patience. It's going to test your determination. It's going to test your competitiveness like hunting can. It's it's almost hard to describe how how hunting is able to do that because year after year, there's there's always a certain amount of excitement leading up to hunting. It doesn't matter. Each year is a fresh start. So as you're preparing for the year, you are you're not necessarily thinking about the year prior. You're not necessarily thinking about if you weren't necessarily successful in the way that you wanted to be successful. You're not thinking about that. You are thinking about the possibilities of what can be. You're looking forward ahead to the challenges that may come. And there are there are very few things that are like that. You know, you may see st- something like that with with sports. You may see something like that with, uh, you know, football and basketball and that kind of thing. But even then, you kind of have a, a general sense of what that team's going to look like. So it's not even... I don't know. It, it doesn't even really compare to, to hunting because hunting is literally a fresh start every single year. You never know what kind of opportunities you're going to be presented with in that season. And just the excitement and just the challenge of being prepared and the challenge of being ready when the, when the opportunity arises is something that is, uh, is, definitely, is definitely going to be meaningful for anybody who has hunted for any period of time. Jeff Danker and I, we talked about you know kind of the competitiveness and the challenge of hunting white-tailed deer i mean anybody who has hunted any kind of deer and any kind of really any kind of animal they all have their own challenges and you have to keep working at it you have to better your skills and you have to advance your knowledge of those animals and you have to continue to work at getting yourself better as a predator and getting yourself better as a hunter in order to actually find success in being able to put meat in the freezer and being able to put an animal on the ground. It's a struggle year after year, but it's one of those struggles that you are glad. At least I hope you're glad to participate in because, because you just never know what kind of opportunities are going to be, to be presented for you. And that challenge is new every year. And that challenge is something that's fresh every year. But of course, with that comes the excitement of the unknowing, possibility of what lies ahead in that in the future of that season so the challenge the physical challenge the the emotional challenge the spiritual challenge the um the mental challenge all of these things are something that if you hunt for any period of time hopefully you you grow in all four of those and all of those aspects and it's not something that you collapse in hopefully you don't give in to give into the challenges due to mental weakness, emotional weakness. Hopefully you don't give into uh, physical weakness. Hopefully you prepare yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally enough that whenever these challenges do come, whenever you're faced with obstacles that you're able to take them head on and, and really grow as a result. And it may not be immediate growth, but hopefully whenever you look back, then you will actually see see some growth there. Like I said, I've I've grown so much emotionally. I've grown so much as a hunter in my knowledge and just general just outlook on hunting itself. Just as a as a result of getting out there and pursuing animals on a repeated basis. And even whenever I 
mess up and I come home empty handed, then I take that opportunity and I reevaluate, you know, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Sometimes uh, what I did wrong is most, I guess I should say most of the time what, what I did wrong is going to outweigh what I did right. But there's always an opportunity to learn as a result of being out in the woods and continuing the pursuit of animals and hope you're able to find something that you're able to actually learn and will continue to drive you through the challenge of of those types of obstacles. So I think the the last thing whenever I've whenever I was thinking about, you know, what does hunting mean to me, the last thing that that really came to mind, this was really the biggest thing I think. This is kind of why I was holding it in the back of my mind for last, but it's the it's just simple appreciation. And again, this is something that I can break down further. This is something that uh, there's several things that I can appreciate about hunting. And of course, it's uh, it's going to I'm going to be able to appreciate all those things that I've talked about leading up to this point. Um, the freedom, you know, the friendships, the, the tradition, the challenge. I, I can appreciate all those things as a result of hunting. But just the appreciation of being able to live in a country being able to live in the United States where at one point, a couple hundred years ago, the wildlife landscape was looking pretty poor. I mean, it, we were at a point where market hunting was, was at an all time high and animals weren't being used the way that, that we definitely view them as the way they should be used. Now there was a lot of things going on, a lot of corruption that was going on and, there's a lot of things going on that weren't necessarily good. And as a result, the wildlife and huntable animals were taking a, a very nasty hit. And a lot of species were almost nearly wiped out. And since then, it's been it's been a healing process for these wildlife populations. You know, like the American buffalo, the elk, the wild turkey, all these species were nearly almost wiped out completely off the face of the earth as a result of these unregulated hunters that were going out and killing several hundreds and several thousands of these animals at a time. And like I said, at, at one point we were, we were, we were really facing a wildlife crisis in this country, but I'm so appreciative of leaders in the United States like Roosevelt who prioritized hunting enough and prioritized wildlife enough to invest American tax dollars into back into our wildlife and be able to protect these animals by setting aside pieces of land where they can be protected and, and their habitats wouldn't necessarily be jeopardized as a result of industry or whatever it may be. And I'm appreciative of the fact that we live in a country that now I feel like where we are right now, I feel like we, we are living in the, the good old days of hunting. Like I think whenever we look back, whenever we're all, whenever my generation is, is all much older, whenever we look back, I think we are going to remember the good old days as being where we are right now because we live in a time where wildlife is appreciated enough. For, for the most part, wildlife is appreciated enough that we still are putting tax dollars into into maintaining habitats and the amount of additional memberships that people are joining to, you know, assist these 
conservation groups and assist groups like NWTF and Ducks Unlimited and Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, all these all these groups that are working hard to maintain habitat and reestablish populations in areas where there haven't been animals in decades. It's a uh, it's really refreshing and it's really something that I can appreciate as a hunter because I mean, they're, they're really, they're the boots on the ground that are in there doing the dirty work and getting things done and reestablishing habitats and populations for, for these animals. And eventually they are creating hunting opportunities, which is going to bring in more revenue and the cycle continues. So that's something that I can definitely appreciate as a hunter. And something else that I can appreciate is the fact that we even have the opportunity to even be able to hunt. So in the very first chapter of Genesis, God creates us as these beings. God creates us as as people to to be in his image and to live on this earth that he created. He put all these things around us that he created. He literally put people in the middle of creation and you know, fast forward several thousand years later, and we're still here. We're still in God's creation. You know, obviously it looks much different now than it did back then. But when we look down at the grass, whenever we look up at the trees, whenever we see the deer that's walking across the field, whenever we see the ducks flying, I mean, all these things are, all these creatures are things that God has put here for his glory. He shows his glory through his creation and we're without excuse of knowing him because we can literally look out and especially as a hunter, we are constantly in his creation and we are constantly surrounded by these things that he has created that we have very little to absolutely zero control of actually doing anything about. I mean, sure, we can plant a seed in the ground, but we can't make it rain on it. We can water it, but who's to say that that seed's going to sprout? I mean, there's, there's so much that is out of our control that we have to look at the creator itself. We we can look at the creation to see the creator. We can see the designer by seeing the design. It's such a unique opportunity for us as outdoorsmen, outdoors women, as hunters, to really connect with God on such a such an intimate level because we're, we're really right in the middle of everything that he created. We are created beings in his creation. That's something that I can definitely appreciate as a hunter. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's really the whole purpose of this movement of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast and the RKE Field brand is to is to bring this awareness of God in creation and to see him as the creator of this creation. So we're, we're, we're play such a small role in all this stuff that's going on that we can that we can connect with and that we can appreciate but really it's such a big role because he put us here for this purpose we're able to see him we're able to know him as a result of actually being out and enjoying these things so as a hunter i can definitely appreciate uh, the opportunities that god have has given us as a result of being out in the woods and being in pursuit of god freedom in the great outdoors Thank you guys so much for listening today. This was an episode that I, I've been wanting to to do for a while. And, you know, I think since that that last recording I did a few days ago didn't quite go so well. And I, I wasn't really happy with the, the quality of content that I was putting out there. It just didn't seem genuine enough. I just really wanted to, uh, you know, go kind of off script. 
and ask myself this very question that I always ask my guests. And um, if you haven't listened to any of those responses, be sure to do that. Go go check out any of our guest episodes where I do interviews, where I have conversations with some great people like uh, Jeff Danker just had Dr. Carl Miller on uh, with the University of Georgia Deer Lab. We get into a whole bunch of whitetail deer stuff. Just had Josh Carney on. He's had a very unique, uh, inspiring story. Just being able to hear these people tell me what hunting means to them, it was uh, it's it's definitely such a blessing to be able to connect with people that are so insightful and be able to connect with people that that care and that are passionate about hunting enough to actually create thoughts about it. So again, this was an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while. So thank you guys for listening today. Feel free to email, write in uh, what hunting means to you. I mean, if you're listening to this episode and uh, you want to share what hunting means to you, please feel free to email me. It's uh, rkeafield at gmail.com. You can write in and just let me know what hunting means to you. I would be glad to share it on the show if you would love me to do that. Uh, I mean, if you would like me to do that, that would be great. And, uh, yeah, so feel free to email or write in if you want to share that, uh, be sure to check out some of our previous episodes. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show. I've got, like I said, at the beginning of the, the show, I've got some really good guests that are going to be coming up. I'm really excited about the lineup for September and October. Uh, I think you guys are going to r- really like that as well. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to leave us a review, leave us a rating. Uh, those ratings, they go a long way with being able to help us promote the message of the Rice Kill Eat podcast and be able to share this show with people that are potentially interested. So those reviews and those ratings, they definitely go a long way. And I appreciate every single one that I get. And uh, again, connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're on all three of those platforms. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash RKE afield. And again, that's Rice Kill Eat afield. And then on Instagram, that's at RKE afield. And then, of course, the same name on YouTube as well. So RKE afield. So be sure to check us out on those social media platforms. Be sure to connect with us. Send us a message if you want to. Um, I respond. I do my best to try to respond to every single comment and message that I get. And I definitely appreciate the feedback that I've gotten from the audience of the Rice Kill Eat podcast. And I can't, I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to, to listen to the show. I mean, I can sit here and talk all day, but if nobody's listening, then it's doing very little good. So you guys are the driving force behind this show. And I, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. And I appreciate all the feedback that I've gotten from you guys. So again, check us out on those platforms and Thank you for listening to episode number 20. It's hard to believe that we're already at number 20, but thank you for listening to episode number 20 of the Rise Kill Eat podcast. My name is Tyler Pruitt, and I'll see you next week. Ah!